Good morning and welcome to Local Matters. Ben Rogers with the property assessor for Putnam County or assessor of property or the tax assessor, however, whatever title you get. Steve Pierce, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for being here. Appreciate that. I'm always uh, glad to be here. I appreciate you being here. And so Steve's been on before, but there's a method to my madness for several reasons. Always, It's been a while, so I always want to get an update uh, about the assessor's office because y'all work hard. A lot of people know that um, the reason our property taxes, the revenue is good because y'all are out there working. You're capturing growth. You're capturing new businesses, new residentials, all that stuff. So I want to get an update on that. But I also wanted you to come in. I cannot technically have another commissioner from Putnam County on the show with me because it could violate the Sunshine Law, the Open Meetings Act. And so for me to bring in another commissioner uh, to talk about budgets or whatever from Putnam County is not um, a good idea based on my employer saying, hey, you're a commissioner and you don't want to violate Sunshine Law and you work for CTAS, so be smart. So I just have never had that. And um, you're a former commissioner. Right. You're you're a commissioner and you're in your you two terms. Just one, point. just one, just one. Yeah, well, it seems longer than that. You were going for your it, second term. I'm sorry. Say, yeah, when the assessor opening came up. But anyway, so I wanted to have you in to get your thoughts because it's not been that long ago, and you served on budget committee and you were very important mm-hmm. with the process of passing the budget because you and I would talk and you would ask me questions. So I wanted to get your thoughts on. You're not, I mean, I'm not asking you to criticize our budget process. <laughs> so that's not why you're That's here. good. Yeah. But uh, your thoughts as a commissioner, and then, of course, uh, we can talk about some proposals and stuff. So thanks for being here again. Uh, I do want to update on the assessor's office. How's everything going over there? I mean, y- y'all know y'all are working hard. So reappraisal was last year. So what are y'all mm-hmm. doing now? Well, this year, I mean, we start at the end of it being in August of, of last year once reappraisal was over and the county board of equalization you know, was adjourned in June. We start for the next reappraisal, working on reappraisal every year. We're, we're reviewing 25% of the county, which is over 10,000 parcels a year, plus our new construction, and as, as everybody knows, the residential. We were tracking about 400 permits, I'd say, a year ago that were you know commercial, residential, uh, mostly residential, obviously, and uh, we're up to about 650 permits we're tracking now, somewhere 650, 675, and that's permits they bought to build a new or remodel. Uh, so we're doing that now. County board is uh, kind of coming to an end. We've got one meeting this Thursday on appeals. Very few appeals coming. We had about 225 state appeals out of reappraisal last year, which that's more typical to have more appeals. Uh, we're they're working through those now too. So that's an ongoing process. Anything like any legal system that you have, once you get to the state board, administrative law judge is assigned to the case. So it, it, the wheels kind of move slow in that process. So it'll take you know, two years to get through those 225. Some of them are being withdrawn, dismissed right now recently. So that, that's a good thing. But so we're picking up new construction um, and adding new houses. And uh, everybody knows there's lots out there. There's some new commercial. Commercial's been kind of slow. We've heard that the materials are hard to come by or subcontractors are hard to come by as reason some of the commercial projects are taking longer. So, uh, I mean, yeah, we're very, very busy right now. Uh, Lots of tasks going on within the office each day, and and this new, uh, of course, the new construction, uh, it's just booming still here, and that 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 drives our our workload. So the board of equalization is wrapping up this week, pretty much, and so, <clears throat> um, the board is appointed, 
and confirmed, I guess, by the county commission. But mm-hmm. how how does that process? How did how does somebody want to be on the board of equalization? They call you? Do they call the mayor's office? Like they call a commission? What? How do they do? They that? can do either or. They can call our office or call the county mayor Randy Porter's office. Uh, typically, in, in most offices, assessor's offices around the state, and our office has always been typically. We'll come up with a list of people that want to be on the board, and typically, uh, we'll we'll take that to the nominations committee with the county for the county commission, and they'll they'll uh, you know vote on that, and they can uh, then it's a full commission. You vote on it, you know that, and and they can be appointments from the floor. But you know the county board is really really important to uh, you know fair and equalize taxation for our county, and also also protecting revenue for the county, make sure the citizens still have the services too that the revenue's there. So it's 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 a very important job. We have done a lot, and uh, since I've been there, since probably 2016, we really kicked off educational uh, sessions for the board and trying to educate them more. Because I mean, you get people from all walks of life, and they come in and they've got to you know know what an appraisal looks like, what a good sale or a arms length transaction is, what's one and not. So we try to do some education with them through CTAS. CTAS uh, has helped us. Gabe Looney, your one of your counterparts, has helped us work through that and do some teaching, some PowerPoints. We do part of that each year. We work with them, uh, and we've and we've developed a really good board that's, that's done a really good job. So <clears throat> I'm putting you on the spot, but I'm not, I don't want the exact numbers. I know right. it's tough. Is there a high percentage of appeals that go to the, the local board of equalization and let's say the board rules in favor of the county? Mm-hmm. How many of those do they take? Do those individuals take further than the county? As far as percentage, is it half? Is yeah. it low? No, mo- mostly if, if they're ruled, there's no. We call it a no change. If if the board votes and they say we're going to make no change on this one, hundred percent of those most time will go to the state board. Then it, it's pretty much hundred percent. Of course, you got to most of your appeals are going to be commercial appeals. Mm-hmm. They're 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 represented by a tax agent or an attorney, an attorney's office firm. So. Uh, so most of those are going to go, you know, if they don't if they don't like the outcome of, of the judgment they get, you know, um, and 100% of them usually go to, onto the, the State Board of Equalization, which then is assigned to an administrative law judge. Okay, that's good information. So we did a reappraisal last year, like you said. I was in a county the other day that's going through reappraisal now. They just got their certified rate last week, and I was kind of walking them through how the revenue mm-hmm. was, was projected based on the new certified rate and – and this assessor is, is kind of new, and they're like, "This is my first reappraisal." Uh, it's so what you know? How does this work going forward? And and really, it wasn't them asking, but we were kind of talking to the mayor about it. And I'm like, "Well, your office is as soon as reappraisal is done, you're starting to work on the next reappraisal, right? And you're basically looking at 25 percent. Was that rough? That's yeah, that's right. If I mean, it depends on which you know, you can be in a four or five or six year plan, Putnam County, which most probably 90. Five to ninety-six percent of the counties are on a, a five-year plan around the state, and uh, they're doing twenty. They have to do twenty-five percent for the four years to get the hundred percent review of the county in four years to do the other reappraisal. I mean, the next reappraisal, whatever that is. So. Okay. So, how do you choose which properties to do each year? Well, you don't. It's a plan. I mean, it, it's a it's a detailed, extensive plan that you have signed off on. You sign off on it. Uh, I think the chairman of the commission signs off on it, Mayor Porter signs off on it, and the comptroller's office signs off on it. The comptroller himself signs off on our plan. Uh, it's a detailed plan. The, the state the property assessment department, they help us develop that, obviously, and we, we, have, we have input, and we work together on that. But 
it, it's a plan that's systematic. Merck, you know, we work through the maps. I think Putnam County has around 120 maps now, uh, broke up in quadrants, and it's each map. Uh, and we turn quarterly reports in to the uh, comptroller's office uh, where we're at. Do we get the, the parcels reviewed? What time period? Who reviewed them? Uh, it, it's just it's a form from the state that we turn in to saying, hey, we're hitting our marks. So it's very detailed. We can't deviate from it. We have to stay on that plan. If we do, I have to uh, amend the plan. It has to be signed off by everybody again. So it's very important we stick to that plan. It's a process. It's a process. How many people in your office are out there doing appraisals? We have we have five people. We have a supervisor included in that. Uh, I mean, we're not overstaffed, but uh, uh, we're we're keeping our head above water, I guess I call it. And uh, so uh, our, our, our even our field appraiser. Uh, supervisor, he he works in the field every day himself. So we have five people out there working in new construction each day and reviewing also. And reviewing is a process; it takes a lot of time. You have to get those, uh, you know, each year you have to have a little over ten thousand parcels reviewed. So I mean, that's a lot to review and look at and ma- and make changes if there's been changes made, uh, you know, in, in the property of some time. So that's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. I mean, it, it, and you have to hit those marks. Yeah, you have to sign off on. That, hey, we hit our marks. We we made we had all these parcels. We reviewed them. We made changes already that could be made. Maybe they're, maybe they're not going to be made. We can we can hold them and freeze changes if they're maybe discretionary or subjective uh, type like quality of construction. We can hold those until the next reappraisal. Now, if there's a house that there's been an addition and it's never been added to the house, then we can go ahead and do it then. Or say they've had a detached garage that was uh, torn down and removed, then we can remove it then. But that, that it's, it is a lot of work. Yeah, and y'all do a great job. Of course, uh, I know a lot of your staff over there. And, and so it's budget time, Steve, and you've been to some of the budget meetings. And uh, we're, of course, I'm on the budget committee, chair of the budget committee, and we're working hard to, to get a budget passed. Uh, hopefully the budget committee will uh, wrap up soon. And then, of course, um, actually you know, getting ready to pass a budget in July. But right now – there's a proposal, and this directly affects you, and and it's with raises and stuff for all employees. That's the proposal. It was original one proposed just for for public safety emergency services, and there's been a new um, uh, proposal that was appro- approved by the budget committee. Right. So I, I can say that it was actually approved for three thousand dollar raise for non public safety, uh, non emergency service employees, which would include your employees, right. Uh, any employee that's not in uh, the sheriff's office, fire department, uh, EMS, EMA, or 911, right. uh, basically. So everybody outside of that realm would get $3,000 additional on top of the $600 step raise. And then the public safety emergency services employees would get a $5,000 raise on top of their $1,000 step raise for a $6,000 total raise. That's the proposal we have in budget committee. And um, you know the commission's going to have to decide if they want that proposal or not. When we come back after the break, I want to make sure that we talk about um, how this may affect your office, what kind of vacant positions you have, because I you do have right. a right. Have, I got one. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have one position, and about every office in the county has a position in their budget that's not being paid for because they can't fill it, and that's something we don't talk about a lot, just because it's not really brought up. We've, we've given department heads as a commission money in their budget, and some of them are not able to spend all of it because they don't have anybody to hire. 
And so I want to talk about those things. Uh, and then I'm excited to get with you and talk to you about your time as a commissioner, two fellow commissioners, because we can talk about everybody else then and <laughs> make some shows. I'm just kidding. Um, but we can talk about your time because it's exciting for me to talk about budgets with other commissioners. We'll be back in just a moment. Steve Pierce from the Putnam County Property Assessor's Office is with me. This is Ben Rogers here on Local Matters. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. Ben Rogers with Steve Pierce, the Putnam County Assessor of Property. I've called you everything. Property Assessor, Assessor of Property, Tax Assessor. Uh, I think originally it was Tax Assessor years ago. Originally it was. Yeah. Now it's the Assessor of Property. That's right. Technically is the term. Technical. But you get called Property Assessor all the time. Right. Among other names. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we won't get into that. <laughs> we'll get into that. You do catch a lot of blame for things that's not your fault. I will say that. I do catch some flack. Sometimes. You don't set the tax rate. It's not the most popular job sometimes, especially when values change. And, you know, I understand that. Yeah. So. But you don't set the tax rate. No. You're not a commissioner anymore. No. Uh, your office doesn't set the tax rate. No, so it's you. you, you it's unfair to you. Sometimes and we don't even see uh, we don't even see the tax bills. What how much is owed on, on for each property on taxes? We 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 haven't we don't have anything. Our, our software doesn't have that. I mean, it's all appraisals, it's all assessments, and that, and that's it. How many times does a customer bring you a copy of their tax bill saying, "What is this, and why is it this that's way?" Most anybody you talk to, that's what they got a copy of their tax bill. Yeah. They don't bring the copy of the assessment. They bring the tax bill. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's exactly what we see. You know, and I use it, and I obviously look at it and, and map and parcel. Use that information to start looking their property up. But it is helpful actually. They bring something in with their map and parcel. Yeah. So. Okay. So we're we're talking about we're talking about budgets and the budget process, and of course the proposal for raises. And it's been four years. It was 2018 since Putnam County gave raises more than the step raise uh, to county employees. Right. So it's been four years. You were assessor then. You've yes. been assessor since yes. for eight years. So yes. you you went through this. And the, like I said, the normal step raise is $600 for non-public safety, non-emergency service employees. In 2018, the commission voted to add another 1200 mm-hmm. to give them an $1,800 raise then. Mm-hmm. And then for emergency services, they added uh, 2000 to give them a three thousand dollar raise total, mm-hmm. and so basically it's two steps on the pay scale. Each step is six hundred dollars for non-public safety and a thousand dollars for public safety. So four years. We've been four years since we've had anything additional, other than the step raises for county employees. We have, as a commission, picked up the increase in insurance, mm-hmm. which I know you appreciate and your yes. employees appreciate. Sure. I have been told personally by employees we really appreciate the county commission picking up the the increase in our health insurance. Because if you don't, you're basically they're not getting a raise uh, at all. They may, in some cases, lose money depending on what kind of insurance plan you have. So we pick up that cost. We've given the ARP bonuses back in the fall. We did that. 
So we're trying to help out the employees, uh, but we know that, that it's time for to do something else. That's why we have the pr- proposal. Right. You currently have one vacant position, right? Right, I do. Is there something keeping you from filling that position? Yeah, I mean, sure. There, There's finding that uh, person that you think fits with experience and quality person. I mean, we've interviewed some people that, that are probably quality people who just don't have much experience in dealing with the public. Uh, or you know, maybe some kind of construction background a little bit uh, to help us, or maybe some clerical skills that we need. Uh, and we've just been slow about trying to trying to hire someone that fits, you know, what we need. I mean, one of our big things, obviously, has been uh, talking with people that we've talked with and maybe uh, applied first and, and come back and end up, you know, we had to talk about pay skill. Is, is, is It's hard to lead the private sector to come to work for us uh, because the money is less that they would make. And, you know, when you have uh, people, uh, for instance, I had, you know, a couple of single mothers I know applied for a job and after talking, call back to call back, you know, about interviewing them. And, you know, they asked more about the pay and the pay skill. And like, no, I can't, I can't, that would be a pay cut. I, I can't do that and being a single mother or, you know, or, uh, so it's been an issue trying to recruit new people and, and really I'll brag on our staff, our staff, since I came, we have built a really good staff there at the Cessar's office. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of experience in different areas. Uh, I mean, we just, I'm just so grateful that, that we brought that team together and we will make sure that person fits that team also. And, and, you know, and our success of our appraisals and our work is our staff. I mean, you know, you're only good as the people around you. And I've tried to uh, bring in people around me that, that are really great, uh, have good work ethic, uh, strong character, uh, that are intelligent. I mean, we're, our job is very technical, and I need people that that uh, can uh, work in a very technical field. And uh, But, yes, I mean, that, that's that's one thing. I mean, the pay scale has been an issue of trying to to uh, recruit new people, come in and interview for jobs, yes. Do you think this proposal, if it goes through the commission as it is now, will help with recruiting and retaining your employees there? Or do you think they're – and I don't want to put you in a tough spot, but is this a good start? Is this something that's going to be benefit your employees? It is. I mean, it is. I'm, and I'm very grateful for the commission and the budget committee looking to do this. Uh, it is. It's going to be a good start. Uh, I, I said they're not in the budget meeting even uh, that, uh, you know, our Department of Property Assessments for the Comptroller's Office – they do the same type of job we do, except it's more monitoring set for, you know, air work that I think is more detailed and more levels of expertise. And uh, I know their their positions start about $10,000 more than ours does. I, and I think overall our employees are probably $10,000 below, you know, probably where they should be. Uh, but this is a good start, I think, yes. I think it's great. And here again, retaining good 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 people. Uh, you know, I've, I've got the – a person in the office got an HR degree, a master's in HR uh, from Tennessee Tech, and very thankful for that. And uh, uh, she worked as an intern for a while and as a part-time person for a while and, and got to know her and her work ethic, her character. And we wanted to hire her, and we got her to go full-time. You know, people like that I have to re- try to retain because it's beneficial, beneficial to our office. It's beneficial to the county that we have good people that are, uh, can do, you know, working in appraisals, uh, make uh, you know complete our task each day. Because I, you know, as I know, we're going to talk about the penny rate later. But I think this year, our work in the office is going to generate about a little over fifty-four million dollars in, in tax dollars. I know all that don't go to the general fund, but it does bring in tax dollars of different funds that we have within the county that money is dispersed in. So it, it's very important, very important to me that we do a good job, and be fair and equal to the people. 
Uh, so we serve the people of this county, and, and you know, the person has to be pretty versatile. They can do all that but still be able to explain to a taxpayer or look at their concerns too. So, well, Let's talk about the penny right now. I mean, last year the penny value, one, the value of one penny was around 211000 something right. there, and now it's right. around two twenty. Yes. Yes, that's a that's a good increase. It is a, it is a good increase. Per out, penny is good out of reappraisal. Mm-hmm. That is that is a good. Of course, it's our growth. It's it's our growth, and we're and we're going out capturing that growth. We're not waiting. It's happened some in the past years, probably before me. That you know they waited. Maybe the house was on somebody living in it for eight months, maybe longer, before they really captured that. And, and we're trying we're trying to be fair, but I mean by procedurally by the state. We're supposed to get that, uh, you know, add that house or that building or, or something where it's commercial residential uh, as soon as it's ready to be able to used, lived in. So, and we're doing that. We're trying to keep up with them. Our guys are doing, our field guys are doing really good about keeping up with that, what's going on with it. And uh, so, yes, it's, it's, it's grown because of that uh, and because of those guys out there working. That's why also. So, one penny. Uh-huh. This next year, we're, which we're about to start, uh, yeah. fiscal year July yeah. one. So one penny, we're starting actually right now. Yeah. Um, today, um, two hundred twenty thousand dollars, and depending on the allocation of the the tax rates in each fund, that's that two hundred twenty thousand dollars times one cent. So if it's a dollar in a tax in a general fund, which is more than that, that's mm-hmm. twenty two million or so. So mm-hmm. you're looking at what's the you said fifty four million total, right? Revenue, a little fifty four million dollars yeah. is what what will generate property tax. Yeah, and that's that's good. I mean, Putnam yeah. County is a big county and growing county, so that's what the penny rate means. And again, State Pierce, the assessor of property, does not set the tax rate. <laughs> Thank uh, you. The state sets the certified rate, and then the county commission can keep it. Or they can increase it or decrease it as they say deem fit. And last year we increased it by ten cents, and um, we're this year is that's not in discussion right now is to to raise taxes. It's all about moving sales tax money, and we're going to have a, our yearly budget show about the, all the updates uh, coming up. But so two hundred twenty thousand dollars that's a big increase, but it don't happen unless your staff is out there doing it. So I want to um, talk about your time as a commissioner when we come back just a moment after this break you're this has been rogers listen to local matters with steve pierce the putnam county assessor property be back in just a moment welcome back to local matters ben rogers with steve pierce the putnam county assessor property steve i I, i've brought you in again to update us on your office and and now i want to talk about your time as a commissioner we've talked about the budget some but um you were a commissioner for four years from 2010 to 2014 you were getting ready to run again for a second term with the opportunity to run for assessor presented right. itself you ran for assessor you won you had to run again in two years later because assessors running off years uh, as all the other than rather than uh, different than the other county officials so you ran in two years you won that election then you was unopposed in covid year right right nobody so t- 2020 was a no no co- no during covid now i had, did I had you an have opponent, an opponent? I had, you had an opponent oh well, i forgot an independent uh-huh. I, for- I forgot yes. that that's must okay. not have made a difference so anyway <laughs> uh you got you won that election and then um you're you're here at least till two more years, right? Because you don't right. run again till 2024, right? As a county commissioner, you were on the budget committee, right? And you got to work with, I guess, two years. You got to work with the budgets yeah. and and, yeah. and work with how that budget is, you know, worked up and the process of budget committee. And we hadn't really broken down the process of it, and we're not going to today. But there's work to it. Oh, exactly. 
There's a lot of work to it. There's a lot, a lot of review, of yeah. a lot of questions, a lot of understanding about revenue flow, a lot of uh, understanding about where expenses are going. What is this expense? Uh, who does this? Who does that? Whatever. And then you always have raises, which we've been talking about. What was your goal um, as a budget committee member and a county commission member when it comes to budget time? What was your goal as a member? What did you like to see happen? How did you like to approach the budget from your own mindset? Well, I mean, one thing, I think commissioners especially and myself, I did the same thing. We represent the people of this county overall, but we represent each district. And my thing was to try to, you know, to protect taxpayers and spend dollars, tax dollars, very wisely. Try to, you know, minimize if there needs if there need for tax increase to be very minimal, or have no tax increase. And that was my goal: was to going in and try to supply the departments with the money they needed. Obviously, listen to their concerns, study and ask questions. And there's a ton of work if you do what you need to do, studying each budget because each budget probably is turned in a little bit. Accounting-wise, looks a little bit different. You have to learn the budgets a little bit, uh, learn how the – and I, when I was a commissioner, I used to – took time and tried to t- take off work maybe a day every now and then and, and go with another commissioner or something and talk to the department head, elected official, and see what their office did, how they how they worked, uh, their office or procedures, and just learn more about that office because I always figure if we're voting on their budget, I ought to know something about their office. Yeah, and so, so when you were going through the budgets and, and trying to learn um, – what was one of your biggest obstacles in your mind about just the just being feeling like you're going to be a big part of what what's happening with the budget? What was an obstacle that that you, that you that approached you and you're just like, I just this is tough. I don't know how to handle this. I think it's just the the, the numbers. I mean, the sheer volume of numbers you have to look at and work you have to go through to uh, to understand the budget. I think that was one of the big obstacles. Looking at all, uh, knowing what each line item represented um and just looking at those and everybody's di- budget is so different because their offices are all so different i mean that was the big obstacle i thought was just understanding it looking at it all uh and just had a you know you're you're getting fed water from a fire hose uh basically you know and it's just you're just breaking it down just taking it and break it down and uh learning more about each budget i guess do you feel like in your four years y'all were passing Feasible budgets that were also trying to benefit county government in Putnam County. Yeah, I do. I mean, I, my my first year as a uh, as an as a commissioner and on the budget committee, I think uh, well, the reappraisal would have been two thousand what two thousand eleven, mm-hmm. and that was one of the first budget committees I was on, I guess. And we kept the certified rate that year. You know, whether you know some people said that was probably not a good idea at the time or after that, we kept certified rate. We thought we could be okay. They were asking for. I think two schools, maybe at that time, or maybe a remodel of one in a new school, which uh, which ended up you know, working out. And I'm glad, but uh, so yeah, that that was that's that's a tough tough decisions to be made. You know, I, and I always approach you guys as when I come in now, it's which is a different role. I come in as an elected official from my office, and this is what I need on my budget to ask you guys. And I always, you know, start with you know I've been in your seat, I've been in your chair, I know what you're under, I know the pressure you're under. My job is to ask for our office what I think we need, not want, but need for our office to run properly. And it's your job to help, you know, to figure out if we can fund it, if mm-hmm. you guys can fund that for me. And that was something I always wanted to work with all the officials and department heads and fund the request. I ask a lot of questions a lot of times, and, and sometimes that's not popular, but that ought to be a – I think it's a positive when you have people asking questions. When I come in front of you guys, I like to be asked questions. Like to explain maybe something I hadn't thought of to explain ahead of time. Maybe I you know explain myself better. But uh, I, I always like to ask questions, and 
and like I said, that wasn't very popular sometimes with, with some people that when I ask questions and maybe the official or, or somebody, you know, so, uh, but I, I tried to study the budgets and, and make sure we were being fair with everyone, but yet we could afford what we were, what we're voting on as a budget committee. How different is it being an elected official full time running a budget, uh, developing a budget, managing the budget to where you were back in 2010, 2014 as a commissioner? Is it how, how different is it? I think it's real different in, in some ways, but some ways it's not. I mean, still county government. Uh, I see the bigger picture now. I, I knew, and I knew before, I knew the assessor's office was a, a real uh, life stream of revenue to the county because our, our work produces the, the, the tax dollars we, we receive. But uh, it's, it's different. Some of the similar, similarities are still there the same. Uh, my principles are still the same. I want to see us, uh, you know, I, I, I'd like to see us not have tax increases. I mean, I know right now everything's the inflation, gas prices, uh, grocery prices are up for families out here, and and I feel that myself. My family does too, and uh, that that was it's it's and it's it's different in some ways, but some ways it's not really that different. You see more picture, you see more day to day. Where I had a job before, and most of my work was was after hours, and and but now it's every day to day. You see how county government affects each one, how that revenue affects each one, how the budgets affect each person uh, within your office, or you know. Each office. Yeah. Well, one of the misconceptions or misperceptions, I should say, probably with commissioners, um, you know, the statement was made, I guess, last week in the budget committee. Well, I haven't talked to so-and-so about this because I don't want to violate the Sunshine Law. Violating the Sunshine Laws is getting together and deliberating towards a decision. Right. Two or more people. Commissioners can talk to each other. They can right. ask each other questions. If they don't know something – but they're not supposed to get together, devise a plan, deliberate toward a decision, and say, I'm going to vote this way because this, this, and this, and you need to vote this way. And, and there's been some instances in, in my job that I've actually seen um, text messages from one commissioner to another saying, I need you to vote for this, not in Putnam County. I should disclose right. that. <laughs> not in Putnam County, in another county. I need you to vote for this. Can I count your vote? And that was not deemed as a violation of Sunshine Law by the state. Because the another commissioner took it to the off, Office of Open Records Council, and they're like, no, they were just asking if somebody's going to vote for something that's not a violation of Sunshine Law. We're very careful. I will say in Putnam County, right. we do a pretty good job of, of communicating and not violating Sunshine Law. Um, but did you find it hard to to learn about things and try to be careful by not violating Sunshine Law, by talking to other commissioners? Because there was a good group of y'all in that term that was just really working hard. But, you know, some people may have thought, we all talk all the time. Really, that wasn't it. It was just mm -hmm. more about educating each other and not deliberating. Did you mm -hmm. find it tough? It is tough. That's a fine line there. I think you don't cross, obviously, as a commissioner about deliberating. Yes, you have to talk to learn. If you If you don't talk to others, you're not going to be very – educated in the process or, or you know something like that yeah i w i was served with a, a really a lot of conservative commissioners that time i think i've always you know tried to be very conservative myself and i, and I do with our budget i'm very conservative with our budget uh the point uh, you know I, I have say so everything we order actually uh we have a you know basically it does all the purchasing but i have a say so you know do we really need this is this something we really need uh but yeah, that, there's a fine line there you have to not cross, but yet you got to educate yourself also. So they have to talk. They have to talk to each other. Did you understand this about, what did you understand about this presentation or what do you understand this line item? Uh, you know, how does this work? How's this going to affect our overall budget or overall budget for that office? So you have to talk some and, 
that's hard not to deliberate, I guess, at, at that point. I work with counties, and I will not name them, that the commissioners um, really enjoy making life hard on officials. And they just – it's like a power thing. They um, – Really enjoy the part, but just telling you no. Mm-hmm. No, we're not doing that for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they make it easy too to say no. Right. And I try to talk to those that are willing to listen in my role at CTAS. Hey, I'm not telling you what to do, but keep an open mind. Mm-hmm. Think about the employees. Think about the services you're providing. Are the services the county's providing changing the quality of life for the the citizens? If they are, then you're doing a good thing. If they're not, you may need to reevaluate and see right. what you can do. But I really enjoy speaking with commissioners that are there to serve. Right. And to me, you are you're a public servant if you're on the commission, but you need to act that way. And it's hard to serve. How many times did y'all raise taxes in your four years? You do you remember? Did y'all raise them once? How, and, that, and that was to build uh, to remodel. I think up from in high school. You may help correct me. You you know as well as I do about these and to build to Monterey High School. Right, I guess build up in the middle school. And I'm sorry, mod- middle school. House. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's so, right. did you get a lot of phone calls uh, fussing at you after the fact, or do you remember? No, not really. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really get a lot of phone calls. I would see more people out mm-hmm. and want to talk about you know business, county business, obviously, but didn't get a lot of phone calls. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, you'll get some of those though, definitely. And you want to hear feedback from your. Uh, I tried to create an email. Uh, that people could email me at and talk with me, you know, if they couldn't have time to call. You know, I tried to be available best I could, especially to my constituents, my people in my district. So. Well, I think you did a good job as a commissioner. I think you do a great job as our assessor and, and proud to have you in office uh, and hope you're there as long as you want to be. I'm proud to have you as my friend. Uh, we've had a lot of good li- laughs over the years and <laughs> a lot of good discussions. You and I cannot break the Sunshine Law because you don't have a vote. That's right. You That's don't right. have I one do not. vote. I do not. So you and I can talk about county government all we want to, and I always enjoy talking because even when you were a commissioner and I was just a consultant, we would talk a lot. Sure, we did. And philosophize. And my daddy would make fun of us because you'd be at work with him and you'd call me. And, right. You know, but anyway, I enjoy talking. Steve, I hope, hope everything's going well for you. Appreciate everything you do. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I really appreciate always being here anytime. Steve Pierce, property assessor for Putnam County, does a great job for his folks, his staff, amazing staff. They uh, they work hard. I'm in there quite often uh, to talk with Steve about things and to see what he needs and how everything's going with the county, but they do a great job. Thank you for listening. hope you have a great weekend. Remember, it's a lot easier to smile than it is to frown. I promise you to go a lot further with people if you smile at them. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you soon.